Join us in Life After Dark. What's up, Afterlifers? And welcome to the first episode of Life After Dark. I'm Zach. You may know me from another podcast, Life According to Us. If not, go give it a listen. Give it a five-star rating on iTunes. Give it a thumbs up. Find us on Facebook. Just like this podcast, you can find us on Facebook. Also, Life After Dark. Give us five stars also. And I'm joined here with... Dustin the Owl. And thank you for tuning in tonight. And tonight we are joined here by our first guest, the one and only Elaine Cummins. Whoop whoop! Hello! I'm excited to hear you guys' first episode. Number one. Number one. Uno! Yeah. Hawada! Hawada. Then it'll be Duba. Then it'll be Dahlia. Yeah. Just taking us back to school. I hope you know how to count to 100. Just kidding. Yeah, guys. Thanks again for tuning in and listening. The reason why we wanted to start this podcast is when Dustin came on to life, according to us, we had a fascination. We are both intrigued by like conspiracy theories and what else, like, you know, paranormal, paranormal, true crime, and just things that make you go, hmm. So, yeah, we kind of basically ended up becoming like besties over all of this and we different testes hey oh my god (laughs) yeah we're besties now so yeah hanging like some testes (laughs) (laughs) for the resties (laughs) after life according to us i kind of talked about you know wanting to start a podcast and everything and then zach you know he knows everything to you know editing and everything so he's just like hey why don't we start a podcast together it was like so we entertained the thought we kicked it around and we decided just to go for it mm-hmm. like all good things just do it like mm-hmm. nike had the best slogan yeah just do it like if you guys want to start a podcast just do it just man do it yeah but yeah i mean i've always had that interest in uh, the paranormal ever since I was a little kid. I used to grow up watching like uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would watch like Unsolved Mysteries and then I would watch like um, like CSI and doing mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff like or the other stuff like that. But whenever like Ghost Adventures would come yeah. on or, <laughs> or parent, like when those movies Paranormal Activity came out, man, I was like so glued to those. I, even though they're like so, they look back and they're like cheesy now. But I, Yeah, I, de- <laughs> I definitely look back and I remember that they were super cheesy. But at the time in, in the movie theater, like <laughs> at that was, certain point in time, I was, I was like super afraid of scary movies. I would not watch scary movies. Um, and we, me, Elaine went, and uh, one of my best friends, Jonathan, went with us. We went to Sheridan, and I had I watched the movie with my ears plugged, plugged yeah. because it, uh, uh, pretty much all the scary parts in that movie are just jump scares. So they'll just play the music like, Ding! yeah, it just builds up like your anticipation. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Just, like, then your adrenaline rush kicks in, and then you're just like, ah, yeah. And then he gets scared. Yeah, so he plugged <laughs> uh, his ears the whole time. Yeah, and I, it wasn't scary. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> I was not so much like that. Like, I would more or less cover my eyes, but I had to hear it. Oh. Uh, so uh-huh. I'm like the opposite way around. You could plug your ears and watch the whole thing and oh. not get scared, but me, I had to <laughs> I had to listen but cover my eyes. 
but meet each other in this podcast. That's <laughs> why we have been brought together. And me, I did both. I needed the whole experience yeah. to hear it and see it. <laughs> I know. After you know, after a while, it became like that. So now, whenever like I watch a scary movie, like I always interact. I'll jump everywhere. I'm like <laughs> run and uh, everything. Yeah. So I I've always been a fan of like scary movies, and yeah. whenever a scary movie comes up, I have to watch it. That's why I feel like you would like the show The Outsider on HBO. Like, yeah. ugh, watch it. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch it. I got it. obsessed. I know, just that first part when I seen that guy out gore, and I was like, is that an animal? But then I, now I want to watch it to yeah. see. Cause now I'm, Did you start from the beginning? Yeah, yeah I started him on kid. episode one. It's a kid? It's a kid. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, the like, parent, remember? Remember? Yeah, the, yeah, the parent was on there, and she's like, stay screaming. I was mm-hmm. like, I need to watch that. Hey, yeah, it's good. Watch it. It's good. So... I got Zach on it too. He's on like episode three. I think. Yeah. I finished it in one weekend. I didn't wow. get to finish. I couldn't. I didn't move from the couch at all. Like I didn't. I didn't get to finish that because uh, Tiger King oh, got yeah. in the way. But yeah. uh, uh, Tiger King do. is true crime, and we do cover true crime here, mm-hmm. so um, it's not out of the topic. It's yeah. No, it's yeah. It's a contender. So, yes. <laughs> so me, like, um, like on my Netflix, like, I got like like mysteries and like uh-huh. you know I listen watch conspiracy theories and then you know true yeah. crime and you know paranormal. I'm super into all of that. Mm-hmm. Like I've been into it all my life. Kind of going to a backstory with me is when I was younger. My grandpa always used to tell me. He said, if you ever walk into an, an empty room, be observant. He's like, because there's a lot more going on in the room than you actually think. Really? Yeah. And, you know, I think kind of since my family has, like, kind of seen things, Uh like, I'm not the only one. But I think just because, like, I opened my mind up to that at such a younger age that a lot of more things have, like, happened or exposed themselves Mm -hmm. towards me Mm -hmm. or I've experienced in my life. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah, so I, I've had a little bit, like, of paranormal things happen to me, and then, like, the straight-up weird, mm-hmm. unexplainable things. Yeah. So, like, I've always been into it, and I've kind of opened up my mind to it, that there's other things greater out there in the world. Yeah. So, I kind of feel like that's why, like, I, because I, I look for things, I'm able to see a lot more and then what I actually then what meets the eye yeah then what meets the eye like you open up your third eye yeah (laughs) I know (laughs) but yeah that's just not your whispering eye (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) y'all are sick (laughs) I'm just kidding don't mind me (laughs) but I mean you you talk about that and then like you have all these stories Mm -hmm. where it's like Oh, I've seen this, I've seen that, I've seen this. And then when it comes to me, I have yet to see anything. And I mean, Same. though I I was always like creeped out as a child of watching scary movies and like being afraid of like the what, what's in the dark kind of thing and afraid to be in the dark because of watching those scary movies. Now I'm total opposite. I can sit there, watch a scary movie, and then go to bed and then not, like, worry about... Being bothered? Yeah. Now I'm just uh, not worried, and then I can um, go to sleep and then have a full night's rest and then wake up. And though I I guess I I try to stay vigilant, I guess, I still haven't had, like, that experience. And, I mean, not that I want one, but, (laughs) I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, a UFO. Or, I wouldn't mind that. Or like, just hang out see, with me, and it'll sooner or later. Happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> or like, see, like a like like Bigfoot from afar. <laughs> Far. Don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> um, We're not like, talking about Bigfoot at the gym, eh? <laughs> so I mean, I've come to terms that like, yeah, I've there is stuff out there. Like, I'm I'm not gonna argue with that. I I do feel like there is stuff out there, but I just haven't personally seen it. Yeah. Um, Let's hope on one of these adventures well, that we're... Because we do plan on going... Like, yeah. if, if, if listeners, if you've listened to the episode with Dustin and we talk about uh, when he worked at the coal mine out in Sarpy, he's seen like a, almost like a UFO landing 
and we were going to go to that site and go check it out. And there's a few other sites where um, people have said they've seen things and we wanted to go kind of just take a look over there. I'm just going to try to post that to our um, Life After Dark page. And yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should, like, start, like, um, like a, vlog, a vlog or something. Yeah. Like, when we go on these days. Yeah. And then we could just, like, attach it, like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Put it to yeah. our Life After Dark uh, yeah. Facebook yeah. page. So we'll keep an eye out for that, guys. And this won't be just in your ear, but it'll be in your eyes as well. <laughs> yeah. And then also on top of that, too, I think, um, like, you know, I put it on Facebook that, you know, we'll be reading off fan submissions as well. So if, yeah. if you're in, like, if you've ever seen anything, like, like, email us. If you could say your name or just tell us if you want us to say your name or be anonymous. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, we'll read off your story. Or hit us up on Life After Dark Podcast on Facebook.com. And we're going to have some more social medias pop up here pretty soon. Like, we're trying to get a Twitter. We'll try to get a, well, a Snapchat. And, a snap. Uh, and then, well, Instagram. I guess, Instagram, Instagram for sure. Yeah. And then we'll just tie it in together. Yeah. So, so. keep an eye out for that, listeners, and go like all those pages. And be sure to rate this podcast also because it will surely help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It'll motivate us even more. Yeah. We'll try to push out the best content we can, but enough babble. I guess that was our... Uh, Just a little back backstory of, like, yeah. you know, why we wanted to get the podcast started and, you mm-hmm. know, just kind of going off of, like, our beliefs that, you know, we all believe that there's a greater power than all of, than all of us, but there's also other things in the world that are unexplainable. And then... There's just the evil, evilness mind of mankind where they, you know, we come up with conspiracy theories and, you know, then people really go into murder and then, Mm -hmm. and then all of that. And then not only just conspiracy theories, then we have like, you know, the urban legends, like, like, you know, stuff that have happened in the past. And so on this topic, on our first episode, we're going to dive into the realm of the existence of Sasquatch. We all kind of, well, I can't say all, but me, for instance, you know, I have like two kind of personal accounts with it. And what I'm about to say, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one that was there, you know. Mm-hmm. The first time I was with some family relatives, my sister and my brother-in-law, and then the second time was with, uh, <laughs> it's funny, my friends have always called me like the third wheel, the mm-hmm. best third wheel out there. <laughs> <laughs> I was the third wheel to a couple on the trip, and uh, this one actually took place in the Bighorns, and yeah, I'll tell you guys about it in a little bit. All right, and before we jump into that, Tell a word from our sponsor. This is Native American Blankets. Elaine will make you a crocheted Native Design blanket. So hit her up at Elaine's Quilts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't do lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. In these struggling quarantine oh, that would make a killing. In these struggling quarantine times, people are looking for things to do, and what a better outlet than knitting. I make no, so much I'm money. totally going to scrap that. But let's get into what is Bigfoot for you, um, for you listeners out there that I guess haven't seen one or heard one. But it's it's been either called uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, I guess, depending on where you're from in the United States. But they're said to be hairy, upright walking, ape-like creatures that dwell in the wilderness and leave footprints in mud, snow, wherever. And depictions often portray them as the missing link between humans or great apes. They're strongly associated with the Pacific Northwest, particularly Oregon, Washington, and British Columbia. Northern California and individuals claim to see the creatures across North America. And overseas, these creatures have inspired numerous commercial ventures and hoaxes. Then they go on to talk about, like, the plural nouns of, like, the Bigfoot. Like, they're called not just Big Feet, but they're Bigfoots. Big and, Feet. Uh, <laughs> both are uh, yeah. um, grammatically... Grammatically? Grammatically. Is that how you yeah. say it? Grammatically? grammatically. Yeah. Correct. 
But uh, I mean, are you looking off of Wikipedia? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is all from Wikipedia, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this is all just because uh, the internet doesn't lie, guys. It's in the scrolls. Yeah, this, is the scrolls. Sac- this is the scrolls sacred of text. Wikipedia. <laughs> sacred text. Right here. Okay. Now, so it must be true. Yeah, it <laughs> has to be true. <laughs> you hear it enough times. But uh, um, Bigfoots have been often seen through the years by early settlers. Some Native American cultures actually have them in their storytellings that have been passed down from generations and even... In recent years, loggers uh, out in those countries in the Northwest and from uh, California all the way up to Canada. But is when you talk about Native American culture and, you know, Bigfoot, you know, there's always... Well, for me, I've always heard a lot of accounts from different people. I actually know a guy who is Crow, and he told me that his Indian medicine involves the Bigfoot. You know, I've grown up being here on the reservation, one side of my family being, you know, Pentecostal, and then the other side of my family being traditional. Mm -hmm. I've learned just to have respect for both sides. Yeah. You know, there's power in each of them. Mm -hmm. So when somebody tells me, you know, like, you know, that's part of their medicine, you know, I try to take them seriously. Mm -hmm. He actually goes out to Pryor when he opens up his. He took me to the spot, too, which is crazy, because we were doing a patrol out there. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is where I see my first Bigfoot. And he said he was just a teenager when he got his medicine, when it was handed down to him. Mm-hmm. But he went out there to pray, and he said one came up behind him, and he said it was talking crow to him. What? Yeah. Hmm. And he says, he told me, he's like, they're like spiritual beings. They'll only be seen when they want to, like the little people. Oh, wow. And he says that they're actually really wise beyond their years. Mm-hmm. He says some of them are really, really old. Oh, my gosh. That's so, interesting. And, yeah. And, you know, I should try, I should ask him if you come on as a guest speaker, huh? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's an older guy, but I mean, I know him. He really... Yeah. We like, could go to him, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah you know, he's like on the outer, like he's... In his um, later 60s right now. Mm-hmm. He's very knowledgeable in it. That would be so interesting. To I know. Uh, that's uh, I wanted to ask him. Like, I wanted to text him because he texts me every now and then. Uh-huh. But, you know, I just, you know, this is our first episode. You know, let's just lay out some groundwork and then we'll just yeah. ease on into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Yeah. We're kind of just talking about, like, how... The main Bigfoot story that we're talking about is native to North America, but other countries do have their own, like they have the Abominable Snowman, I think. Yeah. In Russia, yeah. Like the Alps and stuff like that. And Mm. even in Asia, they have a certain type of uh, Yeti that they oh. call to uh-huh. I don't know the name that they call it but it's just cultures around the world have these beings or these beasts that stand upright like a man but they're basically big hairy people mm-hmm. it's just crazy to think about that that it's not just America that's reporting yeah. these sightings it's all around the world mm-hmm. yeah and it, it, like it goes into here that many Native American cultures have names for these beings. They loosely translate to just like big hairy man mm-hmm. or something like that. And it's probably probably just like some white settler guy who happened to not have any clothes on. He's just getting <laughs> <laughs> out of the the lake from a bath or something. And then, <laughs> He's all hairy. Yeah, what like, the hell is even that? That's my type. Someone with a big bush. Oh my god. He was all bush. His whole body was bush. He was all bush. How do you know? You can't. <laughs> I'm envisioning him right you now. You can't like, tell the, the one bush from the other bush. <laughs> from the rest of the bush. Bogdan is just hairy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nappy in that one area. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Y'all are sick. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> 
But I mean, there's just a, um, the name or the creatures predate the name Bigfoot. Like that's just a, a a new age name for it is Bigfoot, but it has different names throughout the times, and it's just been passed down from culture to culture, generation to generation, just since the beginning of time. Yes. Um, is Bigfoot um, perceived as only male? Uh, no, in some stories that I've heard, or even documentaries and like TV shows that I've watched, is that there can be families. Oh, okay. there can be yeah, um, I've heard that too. male, female. That sometimes they even see like little children. Uh-huh. Um, Bigfoot. They're about the size of like. Isaac. Uh, <laughs> me, I mean, I, I'm six three, but like their kids are like my size Damn. and stuff like that, and then they're like. I mean, I've heard stories of my childhood of uh, relatives that seen 10-foot men. And, yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. How about you, Elaine? Have you ever heard any stories, like, you know, while you were growing up? No, the only uh, recollection I have of it is from a movie I used to watch when I was little called Harry and the Hendersons. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm, I this, this is just like a like a funny story, but um, we watched Harry and the Hendersons when it came on Netflix like a few years ago. Me and Elaine lived in our apartment, and Lane Lane had to be no. This is like an apartment, a townhouse that we lived in down the road. Oh, bougie and <laughs> bougie. <laughs> but uh, we were watching Harry and the Hendersons on TV, and then he he kind of like is holding that little boy, and Lane had to be like three or four at the time and he was calling um, Harry like Bigfoot Cal and he was like Cal's on TV my <laughs> 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 older brother Cal <laughs> my older brother he's Cal's like he's like TV. he's like six eight and like, he's like a big dude so <laughs> I remember that okay yeah so he was calling like Bigfoot on TV Cal <laughs> we were laughing we are like say that to him next time you see him <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, um, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, I hope I did his, uh, his early life justice and that he doesn't write a rant to me that, um, I didn't, uh, give his backstory too much. I kind of, um, rushed it. So sorry, guys, if I rushed, uh, um, the story on the beginning. And, uh, sorry, Bigfoot, if I didn't get your, um, early life backstory. If we've offended you, yeah. If we've offended you at any time or any way, uh, you know, you could just come to Zach's house and haunt him. No, (laughs) uh, take it up with Dustin. Um, (laughs) But let's get into it, Dustin. Tell us those stories. All right, so uh, us. All right, so the first story I have ever had. Okay, so growing up throughout my life, you know, like from my aunts, my uncles, and my grandparents, um, they grew up around Dunmore, and. Uh, right behind their house there was a cornfield and apparently the Bigfoot's like a vegetarian oh Which, really yeah you, I know, guess you know what a vegetarian is though right yeah like they don't eat meat. no I mean it's a old Indian word for bad hunter okay gather gather that was like that movie year one yeah <laughs> no I'm not the best hunter or gatherer <laughs> that's me <laughs> that's me <laughs> oh, shucks but um yeah I guess like Bigfoot has like a main diet of like basically like plants and like vegetables and everything I don't know so you think it would be like a meat eater though he doesn't leave carcasses out that was what i heard uh that a lot of their diet kind of consists of a lot of like vegetables and you know i like i always watch bigfoot adventures like on tv and a lot of people that have like had encounters with bigfoot it would always be near their garden like if they had a garden oh and it would always be near uh-huh and um like you know, going back to like my family, they used to have a garden too on top of everything. It didn't, it didn't say that in the sacred text, Wikipedia. <laughs> Meetable check, though, the guys. The sacred text. <laughs> Just kidding. The sacred scroll, <laughs> not scrolls. tell us that he was a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> 
shucks. He probably just didn't want to... The one, he probably just didn't want the world to know he's a bad hunter. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, they grew up and, you know, like, like my mother, my aunts, you know, they said a long time ago, they seen something outside the door and, um, outside of their house. And when they screamed, it hit the side of their house. And if you look at the house today, like there were the siding is right next to the door there was a huge crack there before and i guess it made that mm-hmm. he punched it yeah like he hit the side of the house so yeah. hard but it hit the house so hard they said it literally felt like the whole house almost shook damn and it woke up everybody in the house mm-hmm. and i guess you know my grandpa he like ran outside and you know he so shot his gun you're in the telling air. me that there was a hairy crack <laughs> let's not go back to this <laughs> let's not go back to this <laughs> but yeah I guess well going what Zach means yeah. is there was what when the way that, Dustin described yes, it when, uh, when that Sasquatch you know hit the side of the house it cracked the siding on the house but along the crack line there was like fibers of hair in there and then <laughs> Zach turned around and said uh oh like a like a hairy crack and then he tried to burn me over it but <laughs> I did burn I you mean, over it like your butt cheeks <laughs> I was like your butt cheeks me and him were all in deep conversation <laughs> I know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to man. I had to killed the, <laughs> killed the moment <laughs> I know I was all intrigued uh, that's, I was like, why <gasps> that's why I'm here that's why I'm here just uh, for those little zingers. Bazinga! <laughs> uh, shucks, but... um. But yeah, the hairy crack? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the crack in the wall that was hairy. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, I grew up hearing these stories my whole life, and I kind of was, like, always a little skeptical of it. But, um, there was a time, though, this was back in, I want to say, back in 2012, Mm-hmm. Um, this was on River Road, and um, there's a bend in the road that the river just runs along. It runs along really closely, but on that side of the fence, you know, it's my call, my grandmother's land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, I would always go fishing there, but I would never go fishing there at dark. Mm-hmm. And my grandma told me before, she said, don't ever go fishing there at dark. There's something in those woods. Mm-hmm. And oh. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of just always blew it off. But one time it was me, my sister, and my brother-in-law. You know, like, you know, rest in peace. You know, he's not here with us anymore. Mm-hmm. But we went fishing there. And we went kind of... I imagine, sorry to cut you off, but I imagine you guys getting into the vehicle. You load up to go drive down the road. And then you hop and grab your poles. And you just like, turn on the vehicle. And you're driving down the gravel road. I guess it's kind of quiet. Let's turn on the radio. You and me going fishing in the dark. We lived that out, man. You guys wrote that, dude. Fishing in the dark. It was not in it. We didn't go on the truck. We went in the car. Oh. And then. Uh, so it was like. We listened to that song on the pontoon. Oh, okay. You listened to what? That song is called On the Pontoon. Fishing in the Dark would have been better. Yeah, like the nitty nitty goot. What's it called again? Nitty gritty dirt band? Yeah. Yeah. So we went fishing there, and you know, the sun was already setting, and we were like, well, we'll just fish in the night. So we were fishing, it was like basically nighttime. The sky was clear. So we uh we got set up, we were fishing, and then I caught a catfish and I was like like I took a picture with it mm-hmm. and uh my brother in law took the picture and you know he showed me the picture as soon as we moved from that spot he was showing me the picture and then a rock probably um probably bigger than both my hands together. Mm-hmm. Damn. Flew from across the river mm-hmm. and landed kinda like where we were standing at. Oh my gosh. And we we saw something and we saw it come across there like like you know just like kind of like on the side of our vision. Mm-hmm. 
and we both looked and we saw it hit the ground and it rolled mm -hmm. and then it was kind of big and my brother-in-law was like what the hell so he like he had this flashlight this like really bright flashlight and then he shined it across the river and we were just kind of looking around and it was just like quiet like it was just like a weird quiet I could hear was just like the river flowing but before you could hear like bugs and uh -huh. you know whatever before mm -hmm. it was just like an eerie quiet and then my brother-in-law starts like looking across and he's like who's who's over there like kind of starts yelling that and there was like nothing coming from that side and then so he turns off the flashlight and we kind of go back to our fishing and then we started hearing like it sounded like wood like hitting against each other mm-hmm it was kind of echoing, but it was coming from the other side of the river. And so he picked up the flashlight again, he shined it over there, and he was like, who's over there? And kind of yells that. And, you know, he's not crow. He was, he's northern Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. So, but he never experienced anything like that either. So, and he's always been skeptical. Mm -hmm. He was always skeptical, too, of it. Yeah. And then my sister was just like, you guys be quiet. Like, because <laughs> we were, like, both, like, trying to, like, look over there. Trying to figure out what yeah, it was. Yeah, trying to figure it out because we... We didn't know if somebody was, like, on the other side throwing stuff mm -hmm. at yeah. us. But there was a way a long time ago to get across to that side. But it got washed out, like, in that flood in 2011. Oh, yeah. So it was, like, oh, well yeah. over. The great flood of 11. I remember that year. I was graduating high yeah, school that me year. Too. And they, me too. Me <laughs> too. Like, uh, Thank God for just that flood. ruined it, man. But that flood graduation saved. got like postponed, yeah. and all the graduation cakes were being eaten. Yeah, we were trying to figure it out, like what was throwing rocks, and then out of nowhere, it just stunk. Like it just had this musty, kind of dirty, but like a skunk smell to like it. What? Turned around, he was like, "No, not oh, like blood." Jeez, Justin, <laughs> like roll down the window, man. Like, man like, I was probably thinking, like, man, where is Zach? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't know me then, man. I was thinking that. It's authentic. <laughs> so, but we started smelling like that weird smell, and then uh -huh. we start, then we started hearing more of that like wood clapping. Uh -huh. But and then that's when like we just like, <laughs> so there. He was probably clapping cheeks in the wood. Cock blocked him, so he threw a rock. Shut the hell up! <laughs> Turn that flashlight off! <laughs> oh, oh my shit. god! <laughs> He was trying to clap some Sasquatch cheeks on his Sasquatch lady friend, and you ruined it. Uh, you guys, night fishing. Well, you know, he shouldn't even exist at all. <laughs> yeah, that happened, and then after that, like, we just, like, made the executive decision, like, dude, let's just get out of here, because mm -hmm. it was trying to freak us out, so we just, we left. You didn't throw I mean, rocks back? Like, no. Dissect, no. The, dissect the story. He's trying to get intimate with his lady friend. Like, uh, uh, like, <laughs> like he's, he's on the other side of the lake. You guys you guys are on the opposite side. Take Look at it from his situation. He's trying to get intimate with his lady friend. You guys are over there talking, having no. a good time and stuff. You catch a fish. Oh, I caught one. And then he sees a flash. And he's I like, honestly just think he was like, after my... He, I kind of think they might be like... Like, Did you have vegetables on you? No, but I kind of think that he wanted my catfish for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Or he wanted you. So, he, <laughs> he throws it, he's like, he's like, turn the light off, like, kind of just to scare you guys, make you guys run off, but you guys are like, hey, who's that, who's over there? And he's like, oh, these guys just don't give up. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, babe, uh, let me hey, get rid of these guys. And then finally you guys decide to leave, you guys are moving on, and then he's like, oh. Finally, and then and then what it stinks. Those... <laughs> it, starts to, it starts to stink, and not Zach only just, that, Zach just slobbered over here <laughs> because this part's funny. You know, you, you, you put this in your head, like <laughs> it starts to stink. Then, what did you hear? You thought you heard wood clapping together but you're hearing oh my god <laughs> that's the that's the thunderous sound of sasquatch cheeks getting clapped no it sounds like wood they're covered in hair they're sound deadening <laughs> that's why it sounds like wood and no, not it like not, not skin I am deceased. <laughs> I rest my case. Uh, okay. Okay. So you're telling me 
that Bigfoot being that big and he's got super strong like thighs and he's a big guy and then you're telling me that his hair is so thick that it won't make a noise? <laughs> oh my gosh, man. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not going to make a noise because they're it, probably not even doing it out there. <laughs> it's close to the road. You know, you never know. What if, what if they're privacy? What if they're <laughs> trying to get like like a little little risque and they're like, should we go by the, the, by I heard the river? Some, some people fishing over there. You know, like what if they're into that? You know, like, you never know what, what these <laughs> big, big feet are into. You know, like, uh, you mean Bigfoot? Either one, Bigfoots, big, big feet. Because <coughs> I'm assuming that he's there with a lady friend. No, I think he was by himself, clapping his own cheeks. He's probably twerking. <laughs> Clapping his own cheek. <laughs> like I said twerking. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just kidding. He, he no. could, he could do know. that. I mean, what if it's hairless in his butt crack? Because oh. you don't want No, poop. it's hairy. You don't want poop on your hair, though. So what if it's like after time, like evolution takes place and just yeah, hair. just rinses it in the river. Hair isn't in the butt crack well, you know, he, area. It stunks, but it stinks, so I, though. Oh, he stunks. See, that's probably why he stinks. But that's the outside of the butt cheeks and not the butt crack itself. But that's probably why it stinks. You know what, Zach? I think you need to go investigate this Because like, Because you think <laughs> about, like, his, his hands aren't going to have hair on them on his palms. Let him clap your cheeks. Right? <laughs> right? Like, uh, like, do you see I'm monkeys? Remember? Remember, <laughs> remember baboons? They have, like, their butts are yeah, red and they're showing. Like, their butts are red and they're showing. Yeah. yeah. Like oh, that. like no hair? Yeah. Like an orangutan? Yeah. Like, stuff like that. You know no, he's mean? got hair on his butt, though. I've seen pictures. No, oh, <laughs> I'm wait, just kidding. No, which animal is that that has, like, the... The the baboon. Oh, the baboon. He's got the red butt okay. cheeks. Yeah. Mm. Anyways. No, he's not. He's got hair on his butt, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't... I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not I don't, sure. I'm saying he, he has a hair butt, but I'm saying uh, in his butt crack. Does know. he have hair? You're going to have to find out for yourself. Yeah, you're going to have to find out for yourself. That's a personal journey. Yeah. <laughs> let us it's, know. It's guar- guaranteed. <laughs> Keep right know. now, let we're saying know. it here now on the podcast, listeners. Oh we're going to send our reporter in the field, Dustin, who's going to no. find out. <laughs> <laughs> Zach. Zach's first mission. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll send him out there for that UFO bait. <laughs> Make sure you tell him you're married, too. <laughs> Just kidding. Um. <laughs> He won't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. So, on with the story. Yeah. Oh, that was like, just my theory. No, go. Your theory is so wrong on many levels. <laughs> Very wrong. <laughs> you never know, man. Look, uh, I just don't. I just can't even fathom. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. It's like in my mind now. I I'm know. like, Ugh, gross. It stinks. <laughs> 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 and this is inappropriate. Uh, and, uh, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, shucks. Onward. <laughs> Moving along. Okay, so that was that. We just got out of there. I never went back fishing there at night ever again. But. Um, so the second account was, a uh, kind of one, like, I, I'm not going to disclose any names here just cause like my friend was actually like super and his wife were like super freaked out by the whole thing. And oh, you mean beep and beep? Yes. Oh, okay. Beep and beep. Yes. All right. So, okay. So it was, uh, during the summer and it was his birthday and uh we were chatting away i was like i was like dude i was like we should go out like you know have a night out it's your birthday and he was like man you know what i really want to do i was like what is that he was like i really want to just go like do clap it. some squatch cheeks no okay <laughs> his wife was there what are you talking about so, maybe they 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 no. squatch swing you know no we're not no <laughs> okay onward <laughs> so anyways he uh you know, he was like, I really just want to go for an evening hunt. Like, you know, go into Black Canyon and there was this area he wanted to check out. Because mm-hmm. he said all his life he's always heard of, like, people, like, if you go there at the evening, you'll see, like, a lot of like, big game. Like, you know, oh, okay. like, mm-hmm. you know, bulls and everything. 
So, and it's kind of a hike. Like you go down Black Canyon and about before you get all the way down to the bottom of Black Canyon, there's a turn off there. Mm-hmm. And then if you turn off there, there's a trail. You walk and you cross the creek. And then um, you walk up and there's like a huge opening on the other side. It, it's far. Like if you walk that, it's like almost two and a half miles. Hmm. But to that opening and that's a huge clearing and then you kind of go near some aspen some aspen trees mm-hmm. so when uh so we got there probably about six o'clock in the evening and you know we had our packs and we got our rifles and our binoculars and everything and we headed out still light out yeah it was still light out okay and we got out there like we just took our time. We were just enjoying the view and how nice it was. And we got out there and we kind of waited around. There's like a rock there. And we kind of waited around that rock, just sitting there, taking a break. And then, then it started getting dark. And we at first we didn't see anything. So we were like, well, let's like hike out more into that, that clearing near these aspens that are mm-hmm. there. <clears throat> so we kind of walked a little ways. And we got to that spot. And then uh, he had his bugle and, you know, the sun was setting and we started seeing, like, we started hearing, like, you know, like, elk trampling, like, through the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he started bugling. And then for sure enough, like, man, for a moment there, it felt magical. Because mm-hmm. the sun, the sun was just now setting and the moon was, like, already brightly lit. Oh, wow. And there was just stars and it was nice and, like, like, it wasn't cold. It was, like, just right. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of came out to... Those elk, and mm-hmm. I counted five, and he said he counted like seven, but they were bugling around, and man, it was like magical because like everything felt like nice and yeah, the setting. Yeah, the setting, and I was like, oh man, I was like, this is like, I was like, we get one tonight. I was like, this is gonna be a good night. Uh-huh. And we were kind of laying down on the ground, and he would like lay on his back, and he'd bugle up in the air, and then <clears throat> we weren't. His wife kind of stayed a little behind us, but like not too much. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then it was me and him, and we were kind of about, hmm, I want to say maybe about, like, I want to say maybe 10, 15 yards apart. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was, like, looking towards those trees and seeing those elk, and then out of nowhere, like, a weird shape kind of caught my eye looking through my binoculars. Oh, my gosh. And I thought I saw a person standing mm-hmm. at the edge of the tree line near those aspens mm-hmm. and i like i looked and then um it was like you know getting more darker as we ta- as we spoke or yeah. as we were looking around and scoping things out and then i looked at it again and i wasn't too sure and then i saw it move fast <gasps> and then i was trying to find it again and uh-huh. i was like oh man i was like and I was, I was looking in my binoculars and i was really looking hard and i saw this one elk and man honestly it was huge like that Wow. The antlers on there mm-hmm. were freaking huge. Man, I was like, it's just like right there. And I, I looked over to uh, my bro and he like looked at me and he was eyeballing it too. And then I looked back in there and that thing is standing right by it though. Oh shit. It's right behind it. And I could still see like my bro's face. Like, like I looked right at him and then he looked right at me and I, he said, he looked at me and he's like, what is that? <gasps> like he... Because he's seen it too. Yeah, like he like mouthed it. Like he didn't talk it, but he just like... Oh, you know, he read he, his lips. Yeah, you can read, mm-hmm. you know, read your friend's lips. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I looked back at it and it was gone again. Oh, damn. And But that elk was still there. Uh-huh. And I was like really freaked out uh, at that point. I was just like, what's... What is that? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not far away from us either. We, you know, we're like laying on the ground and his wife is like still behind us. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere, like, we just started hearing running, but it was only two feet. Like, you know, if you hear, like, uh, a, like the, a horse run. Yeah, and it was moving fast, but it sounded like it was kind of coming towards us because we were, oh like, my gosh. like, near some other set of trees uh-huh. where we were at. And those aspens were kind of, like, almost a little bit behind us, and it kind of sounded like it was running through those, like, towards us, but not coming out into the opening. Mm-hmm. When she, we started hearing that running kind of coming towards us, his wife was, like, kind of behind us. Mm-hmm. And she jumped up, and she was about to, like, run towards us. Uh-huh. And then my friend, he jumped up, he's like, F this, and he shot his rifle in the air. <gasps> uh-huh. 
and to basically kind of scare it off yeah. what was kind of coming towards us uh-huh. and that route that you know the rifle the sound of the rifle just echoed throughout the whole canyon oh my God. and then after that it just got silent and then we saw all those elk run back into the trees and everything mm-hmm. and he walked over to me and was like, what the hell was that? I was like, I have no idea. I was like, did you see what I saw in the binoculars? like, yeah, it looked like a freaking huge-ass guy standing right there. Uh-huh. And then his wife was, like, scared at that point. She's like, what were you guys seeing in there? She's like, I just heard those footsteps and I got scared. Oh, and my gosh. So, so you can hear it but don't see it. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I don't know. I'm scared. And by that time, like, you know, everything was dark. Mm-hmm. So... We were like scared and we still had like about about two mile hike back oh, to the truck. Yeah. And I would have been running. And it's like <laughs> getting dark. Yeah. yeah. And you and you're not like going down into that clearing, you're going through brushes and trees to get back down to the truck because you gotta go down into like a valley, uh-huh. cross the creek, and then go up and then you go through like this shrub of trees that just feels like it goes on for like miles mm-hmm. and then you get back on the trail and then you come back up into the clearing but then you're going up on a steep hillside Mm -hmm. so we were like moving fast and we were trying to like you know not freak ourselves out it's just because the trail was like real rocky too if you fell you you could hurt yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know we were going back and when we were kind of going down towards the bottom of that trail to almost get crossing the creek we started hearing those footsteps again but this time it felt like it was down there with us but it was like Maybe on the other side of the shrubs. Uh-huh. I don't know. Is it following he, you? Yeah, like it was following us. And he got scared again, so he shot his rifle in the air. Mm-hmm. After that, we had like, we turned on every single light that we had around us. Mm-hmm. That, that we had on us. So we turned on like flashlights, like on our phones, and mm-hmm. then had a regular flashlights on. And then we had like a, kind of like one of those clip-on like backpack lights. Mm-hmm. We turned that on, and we were just like, <sighs> like, you know, trying to bring... You know, because apparently they're scared of the light. Huh. That was something I heard. Yeah. So, like, they don't like to be... Like, if they see a light, they'll take off. Uh-huh. So... So, is Bigfoot a vampire? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that leads me to that question. No, I think they're just nocturnal animals. Like, they only come out in the night. Yeah. But, I mean, there's counts of, like, and there's videos that, you know, people during see them the during day. the day. Uh-huh. But, you know, when they see them during the day, they're always by, like, a river. Oh. Maybe they're just getting something to drink. Yeah. Vampires also. Not happening. No. <laughs> and, man, you never know. But, uh... The Cullens. The Cullens. They <laughs> crystallize and they shine like a disco ball in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going back to my Bigfoot story. Basically, at that point, once we saw, like, going up that steep hill to get up to the truck, mm-hmm. man, we were, like, almost like a jog. Because of yeah, how scared like said, we were. I would have been running. And thankfully at the time we were all in shape. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was like no problem getting up. But I remember I just got in my truck and we were just like drenched in sweat. And we were just like, man, dude, what the heck was that? Like, and he was like, man, I don't know. And we, you know, we were planning to camp down in Black Canyon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, do you still want to camp? Like, you know, that's <laughs> not even far from here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He was like, I don't know. He's like, let's just, we'll just take a drive down there and we'll, we'll see if there's anybody down there. He's like, I, I just want to make sure, like, you know, if there wasn't a person actually out there that was, like, trying to scare us. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was always kind of skeptical himself. Mm-hmm. So we drove, we got in the truck and we drove down to the Black Canyon and there was absolutely nobody down there. It was just, like, dead silence. And then... We got off, and I was like, man, I don't feel right about this, like, you know, trying to camp tonight. Mm-hmm. And then even his wife was like, man, she's like, I don't feel comfortable. She's like, I don't want to camp tonight. Mm-hmm. She's like, can we just go? And then we were like, yeah, let's just go. So we got back in the truck, and we just headed out. We got off the mountain. And that was that story. You know, we just got off, and... After that, you know, it just kind of became like, you know, what was it? But now yeah. I look back, I'm like, man, you know, I, I honestly feel like that was a, like a Bigfoot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, just to only see like the outline of it mm-hmm. in the dark was like scary enough. Yikes. Because like aspens, they kind of like, they're like a lighter color tree. Mm-hmm. So 
like almost gray. Mm-hmm. So you can easily identify a shadow in the moonlight. Right. Up against it, and that's like what we saw, but it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's one thing, like if you seen it, then you'd be like, oh, maybe that's my eyes playing tricks right. on me. Yeah. yeah. But for him to see it too, yeah. then that's like validating that there's something there. Yeah. Yeah. And then ever since then, like, like my friend, he doesn't really like to talk about it because mm-hmm. it really freaked him out. Mm-hmm. So before this, like, I, I, Zach saw me, but like, I messaged him and I asked him, you know, if I could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Just because I, I like to have like that respect for other people. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. He's like, go ahead, talk about it. But, Get approval you know, or whatever. Yeah, but he's like, just don't like mention our names. Yeah. So Tell me like, after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was beep and uh, beep. Yeah. Oh. And then that was that. And then a year later, that's when I started working for BIA and I got detailed to forestry. Oh. And then there was that story. Uh-huh. I didn't see it, but we've only heard it like on the dispatch and then what we saw the like the next day when we went up there. Mm-hmm. But there was a fire at a teepee pole ridge. Everybody who knows the Bitcoins knows where it's at. And everybody knows that there's always been weird and strange things that have been seen at big, at um, teepee pole. Just because, like, the trees are, like, they're thick, but they're, like, kind of far spread apart. Like, you can easily walk through them, but you can get lost. Mm-hmm. And it's really thick. It's weird if you go in there. Yeah. So... Going to teepee pole, there was a fire, and we dispatched a crew kind of later in the evening to go out there and to dig a trench line and, you know, to contain the fire. And I think it was just like a hot shot and a type two, a type one crew. Mm-hmm. But uh, they went out there, and not long later, they, um, they're on the radio, like, hey, something's throwing rocks at us. We don't know what Ooh. it is. And then next thing you know, like, not long later, they're like, dude, there's like a freaking Bigfoot out here throwing rocks <gasps> at us. Uh-huh. Like on the other from the other side of the fire, and they were like terrorized by that thing almost all night. But yeah, they has to have to do their job. You know, they can't just leave. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness! So, but they were all freaked out and spooked. And you know, if we have any listeners to any of the guys that were on that crew, you know, email us or send us a message or. You know your experience on that but uh yeah and if we get anybody that does we'll update in the next episode you will remain anonymous if you so choose to yeah yeah so but uh the next day we like we went up there we took them food and they're like yeah this is where it was at and so we went out there and um for sure enough there was big footprints like there was really huge footprints out did there did you guys see like big rocks like yeah there was out? big rocks that well i mean there's rocks everywhere but where they were like saying it was throwing them at there was legit big rocks that were being thrown at them kind of like like they like you know when a rock's just now thrown you can yeah. tell so that was that and and then another one you know i i could say this name um, my brother-in-law, Mike Domix, they went hunting in, um, around the Sarpy area. Uh-huh. And, you know, they put it on Facebook. It got shared a bunch of times. But they were taking a picture of, like, the sunset. And it wasn't until, like, later when they got home, they realized they caught a Bigfoot on camera. What? what? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even get to see it. Dang it. Is it still on? I, I think he still has it. I'm not too sure. I think it's still on their Facebook page, but mm-hmm. anyways, they uh, you could clearly see it standing right by a tree, and it's literally almost the same height as oh this one tree. Oh my gosh! And I gotta see that, man. I and I was, they were like looking at it, and he <sighs> wanted to like for sure, so they went out the next evening to that same spot, and they uh-huh. took a picture, and that that black figure was gone, and uh, his uh, his friend's son like went with them, and he went to go stand like near that spot, and. They kind of compared it to where he was at in the picture to where that thing was at. It was like a huge difference. Like mm-hmm. he looked like a little dot way over there versus this thing looked like a monster. <gasps> oh my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah. Man, yeah. I wish I could get stuff like that on camera. <laughs> right? And he, he said he wasn't even like paying attention. They were just driving by and he just took a picture of the sunset. Uh, and here they freaking caught it on the camera. So take away... Take pictures of the sunset. That way, <laughs> who knows what you might catch, you know? Yeah. Like a beautiful sunset. You're like, oh, man. Who knows? There might be a Bigfoot standing in that picture. Yeah. 
So, and then that kind of like, you know, just for that picture and then just being so close to Dunmore and where the location's at, mm -hmm. it's pretty close by to where we were fishing at too. Oh. So, <clears throat> it's, uh, I've always heard that there was Bigfoots and like, you know, Sarpy, like they've seen them over there. Mm -hmm. And seeing that picture and then from where we were at, you know, that's not a far distance. And they say these things can travel pretty far because they're quick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, after that, now I'm a, like, a believer in Bigfoot. Yeah. With everything Bigfoot-related-wise, you know, I'm always, like, super immersed into it. Mm -hmm. I'm just like... Yeah? I'm just yeah. like, man, like, sometimes I feel like I want to start my own, like, Bigfoot adventure on the res, but... Uh -huh. <laughs> but then I'm like, but what if I actually do, like, come up to <laughs> Encounter one? Encounter it? Yeah, yeah. encounter it. And then what? Yeah. Yeah. So at this point in the podcast, after hearing the backstories of the Bigfoot and then hearing the some firsthand and then some secondhand stories, accounts, what you're asking me, what do I believe? And the answer is, even though I haven't seen one, I'm a believer. I, you are. I do believe that there is something out there that inhabits these forests because if you think about it in the big picture, these forests are so vast that there's new creatures that we're finding every year, every day. So, I mean, who knows what if there's a little family out there or even if it's not uh, a missing link to our ancestry and it could just be spiritual, like you said in that other story. Yeah. I honestly feel like it, it could be uh, plausible in the realm of what our topics are. What do you yeah. think? My opinion is that it's spiritual. Spiritual? Yeah. I, I feel like that, like that too, because, yeah. you know, us Native Americans are really spiritual people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, it kind of reveals itself to us a lot more right. frequently. Yeah. <clears throat> versus like, you know, non-native. Mm -hmm. But that's not to say because, uh, you know, there's some, you know, non-natives that really believe in it and, you know, they've had encounters themselves, mm -hmm. you know, even if they were believing in it or not at the time. I always watch like those like documentaries on YouTube and mm -hmm. there's this uh, one rancher I watched a documentary on and actually... His place was not even far from, you know, where, you know, he was outside of Grable, Wyoming. You know, that's just like right over the other side of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And he said something was uh, ransacking his garden. Oh, wow. And he didn't know what it was. And one night he was like, I'm going to wait here. Sit like he had a porch. He was like, I'm going to sit in this porch. I'm going to wait and see what comes out. Mm-hmm. And he had a cornfield nearby, and he said, uh, uh, there was three Bigfoots, he said it looked like two adults and a, like a smaller Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. They came out and they just went through his whole garden, and he said uh, he was so in shock, he couldn't do anything but just sit there and watch them. And they didn't even notice him because he was sitting in the dark mm -hmm. watching them. He said he had his gun there, but he said he didn't, he was so scared to even, like, you know, try to shoot at him. Uh, he was thinking, like, what if I do something to one of them and they come after me, you know? He's like, they were like giants. He said they were over, like, seven feet tall. And what if they can't be killed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but remember, there is a account in um, Prior. I don't know if you guys ever heard about this, and this is kind of going into a conspiracy theory as well. Uh -huh. I've heard from multiple people that it is true that there was a farmer in Pryor that killed a Bigfoot. Huh? He called the, you know, the police to report it, and I guess he kept it till the next day. Like, he didn't touch it, and it was still there the next day. But when the police came, they came with, like, some supposedly men in black. And they told him that if he ever talked about it or confirmed anything about it, that, you know, who, what would happen to him. Mm -hmm. But they took, so apparently they took the body of that Bigfoot, they put it in a van, and then they drove off, and they told him never to speak about it again. So that's hmm. at Area 51. Yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, probably, like, back in, like, the, I think, the year they said it was, like, 1998. Mm -hmm. And even till this day, I guess that farmer doesn't talk about it. 
but the persons that I've heard about it from were actually ex-cops and I'm not going to say the names of who they are. Maybe I'll tell you guys after this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was. They oh, were actually, good. because it happened on the reservation, they actually had to be there and they said they seen it for themselves. Oh, wow. So. The fact that it fit in a van. Just kidding. Right? <laughs> they thought it was like one of those big I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Damn, right? They probably had to like move its legs up and yeah. then like fetal position it in there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they said Lay all the seats down. <laughs> and then after that, that kind of like one of the guys who was just like, he's like, I never, he's like, when we got the call to go out there to investigate, to go out there with those guys, he's like, I thought it was just going to be like a bear or something. He's like, but when we got up there, he's like, that thing was over seven feet tall. Damn. And he said it had to have weighed like a ton because they had to get like a, um, like a, like a forklift. Oh, okay. And even they said even that forklift struggled to, Damn. to kind of lift it up. Holy crap. They told me that and I was just like, dang. And this is kind of crazy because like I didn't even hear about this tell. Well, I kind of heard something about it, like, back in 2008 era, around mm-hmm. there. But to actually have met somebody who kind of confirmed the story, mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. Maybe I should just reach out and try to get, like, a written paper. Or if anything. anybody was a part of that, you can anonymously put in your tip or your story to Life After Dark at uh, Facebook.com. And you will be anonymous. We'll tell your story on the air. So, but yeah, you know, I'm into conspiracy theories and, and, you know, stuff like Bigfoot. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of the Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm super into that one too. Did you know they're making a movie on it? I've heard that they are, but. It's called Antlers. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, you gotta check out the trailer. It's wicked. When's it coming out? It's supposed to come out this, it was supposed to come out in June, but I don't know. With the theaters closed and everything. Zach's virus out there. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Corona. Coronavirus. (laughs) and for anybody out there you know if you have any other stories or you know topics or anything you know just send us that email and Mm -hmm. we'll look into it i'm pretty sure we'll read your stories on the podcast yo yeah it'll be totally fun totally awesome i think it'd be cool to hear them too yeah yeah i'm i'm super interested in already of what you know what's to come yeah yeah yes so Zach, do you want to just wrap this up? All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening to the first episode of Life After Dark. Thank you, Elaine, for coming on and just chillaxing with us in our inaugural episode. And yeah, giving us tips, advice, yeah. and personal <laughs> opinions. And putting up with our BS. Uh, <laughs> uh, the debate rages on on the Sasquatch cheeks clapped. Um, we <laughs> will try to get a, uh, some... Video footage? No. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, if you do have video footage, send that in. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin would love to see that. Wink, wink. <laughs> no. No. Not that <laughs> kind. We're <laughs> 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 uh, talking to a guy who sleeps with no socks on. Dude. Okay. I'm glad you actually brought that up. Like, the poll came back. You were the only person <laughs> who sleeps, sleeps with, with their socks on. Everybody. Used to. Well, I she used to, yeah, yeah, she used to, but then <laughs> now she is disgusted with that past self and she wonders I why am. she even did that. <laughs> but no, everybody was like, What what a psycho? <laughs> what? I'm so not a psycho. It's just it's just part of human nature. He's sleeping with your socks. What's your zodiac sign? A Taurus. Oh, okay. You were, you were born without socks, man. <laughs> you didn't come out the womb with socks on. <laughs> I would like to think I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> warm. My toes are all comfortable. <laughs> Your feet probably just stink and they're probably going to have ugly <laughs> toenails. My toes are, <laughs> tr- <laughs> are trimmed, groomed, they smell nice, moisturized. <laughs> But no one will ever see that because he has socks on all the time. Yes. Which is disgusting. So for all we know, that's lies. That's conspiracy theory told to us by the lizard Illuminati people that tell you to wear socks to go to sleep. Lizard Illuminati? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a real thing. I just like pictures of weird lizard looking people in my mind. 
Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're running the world, so I've heard. One world order. And they want uh, you to wear yeah. socks on, and obviously they've converted somebody. <laughs> I'm unique to the humankind, so. If anything, I'm oh, Dustin's group. eyelids oh. just now blink sideways. <laughs> <laughs> He's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Let's just wrap this up right here. Right <laughs> Kill it! <laughs> Alright, guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to hit us up on the social media and rate this podcast. And again, thank you and good night. Good night, everyone. Sleep tight. Goodbye. Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Angels watch me through the night, and wake me with the morning light. This has been an Easy Life production. The podcast was edited, mixed, and produced by me, Zach Cummins. The intro and outro music was created by Juanel Chavez. Voiceover by me and Dustin Little Owl. Special thanks to my co-host. Dustin Little Owl, and this was Life After Dark. <laughs>